How we doing? Thanks for honoring me, Sharps. Man, it's so funny. This is my. I'm. I had to. I had to download Zoom onto my computer. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're archaic over here. <laughs> oh no, no. I used to be on Zoom all day, every day for my uh, career. Um, so I'm actually very familiar. I just haven't used it since I quit my job. You know, it's... <laughs> started working for yourself, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. How was the run today, dude? You're crazy. Six miles. Dude, I did 16 yesterday, actually. You wouldn't believe this. Watch this. So oh my. there's I there's this guy. Uh I randomly found him on Instagram two days ago. And in his bio, it says running from Los Angeles to New York City. Right. And he's called it it's called the sad run. Right. So apparently he's doing this to raise awareness for um suicide and mental health uh in for men. And um Anyway, this I, I see it, um, and then I find out that this motherfucker's in Missouri. So I'm like, no way, you know. Like he's run from Los Angeles to Missouri already. So I shoot him a DM, and I'm like, yo, bro, let me know where you're at, some your location. I'll come out and clip some miles with you. So I hear back from him anyway, and uh, I run out and ran like, yeah, I ran like 16 last night, and then we talked for the whole time because it's just him and I. So then I'm like, dude, you should come on my podcast. And I had him sit down and record a podcast and tell his story on the on the show. Dude, it was fucking crazy. Oh, wow. But then I wake up this morning and run the six. And I'm like, ah, geez, <laughs> I did not want to run that today. Uh, wow. Talk about good timing. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, no way he's in Missouri. Yeah. But but that story is actually crazy you guys will have to listen to our show to hear that dude that guy is fucking nuts like fuck like fucking nuts i mean you got to be nuts to run from los angeles to new york city but he's like a different kind of nuts the reason why he's doing it and his motivation it's so he's done it 100 percent anonymously like he wears a, a a black motorcycle helmet the whole time <laughs> i didn't see his face at all i ran 16 miles with him ate dinner with him sat down for the podcast i never saw his face Wait. What? Oh, so the entire yeah. the entire time he's doing the podcast too, he's got the motorcycle helmet on. Yes. Oh yes. my! Wow. Yes. We That's... go in the gas. We go in gas stations. I'm like, dude, we're in St. Louis. Somebody's you can't. Take yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> that is so, awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, it it was crazy. Um. But anyway, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm late, guys. I'm. I got a lot going on. I'm it's all good. My... It's all good. No worries, man. Well, yeah. let's we'll welcome you to the Irrelevant Podcast, episode 41. Um, also, we're going to welcome you with this question because we are streaming live on Twitch right now. And we have oh, a, a chatter that would like to know, because we were just talking about whitey tidies, unfortunately. And he would like to know if you wore or know, or did you wear whitey tidies when you were growing up? Really no. random question, but. No, no never. Never, never. What did you guys say? I, I didn't think it qualified as it because I had the superhero undies as a kid, but apparently yeah. that counts. That kind of counts. Yeah, that kind of yeah. counts. So that. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I'm sure at one point I did, but I just don't remember. I, it was more yeah, of a, I don't remember that. As long as I can remember, I've worn boxers and then I eventually went to boxer briefs, but not, not, no, never the tidy whitey style. It's incredible. We come into the Twitch world. We've never had chatters before. And then the, the first question we get on here is about whitey tidy underwear. So, dude, well, that's awesome. Is this, does streaming on Twitch like, is that good for the show? Like, I, I just start. I've never I, we don't know, man. We don't we, know what the fuck we're doing. We have no clue. We just, I, I was like, you know what? I can stream and record it simultaneously. So there's a health and fitness tab on Twitch. And yeah. it's it's relatively like there's not a lot of viewers on there. There's not a lot of followers on there. So I was like, well, 
if we if someone opens up the health and fitness page and our faces are there, maybe they'll be intrigued and yeah, yeah. click oh, on yeah. it. You never know. So everybody's oh, online now and everyone's on the internet now. So <laughs> I know it's just getting as many getting being present in as many different places at the same time as possible. Yeah. Yeah. How many how many places can I get my face out to? A lot. A lot. But oh. I, I what Oh, he said the, he just said there's a podcast category too. Well, I guess I'll have to either add wow. that add that category or Hey, yeah. thank, thank goodness for the guy that's actually paying that's actually paying attention. On thank you, stage. thank you, Mister Whitey Tidies. We will have. We well, need this guy to watch every podcast. He's going to be like our digital Jamie. Like, right. Instead of having Jamie in studio like Rogan does, we're going to have a fact checker. There we go. That just watches from afar and sends us messages. That's we'll, amazing. Yeah, we'll never ask his name either. He'll just be Mister Whitey Tidies. So Whitey he can Tidies. be like the anonymous running guy, but he's the anonymous fact checker. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That's fantastic. Uh, well, Mark, um, welcome to the show. First of all, well, I guess sorry, we've already welcomed you, but um, go ahead and just kind of give a quick little introduction about yourself. Tell the people who in the heck you are and what it is you do and what your little your niche in this world is. Yeah, uh, well, I'm Mark, and um, uh, I just own I own a coffee company, um, and I know it's a health and fitness podcast, but um, I used to own a gym. And now I pretty much just, um, I try to, uh, contribute, you know, I try to do that. That's really what I do all day, every day. I just try to contribute to the world and our community in a positive way and other people's lives in a positive way. And a lot of times, you know, that is like, a lot of times it's like, you know, mental health, uh, type stuff, mindset, um, but it's also like living a healthy lifestyle, um, taking care of yourself. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of in a nutshell where I'm at right now at this moment in life. So you owned, owned a gym. Did you, yep. you quit gym ownership and then got into the coffee scene or how did that come oh, about? No, I, but no, I'm sorry. I, I skipped a step. So I, <laughs> I, I owned a gym and then, I, um, I, I, I left my gym behind, honestly. Um, and I used, I'm from upstate New York originally. So I left, I left my, um, my gym behind, moved to St. Louis to work for a company called first form. Um, it's a nutritional supplement company. They make yeah. athletic, they're like kind of a, a broad umbrella company now, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I left to work for first form when it was like still in its like, you know, sort of growing stages and, um, yeah, I did really well there. I had an amazing career. Um, I worked up to being like one of the highest paid employees in the building. I was, it was just a great, great job, great career, great people, great company. Um, but I worked in the health and fitness space for a long time. Essentially what I did when I was there was I was a coach to other coaches. So people who are like health um, or let's see, excuse me, personal trainers, nutrition coaches that were trying to like build a brand and build a business online. I would teach them how to do that, teach them how to monetize their platforms um, and uh, and yeah, build a brand for themselves. Um, and uh, and so that was really cool because I thought of it as I was indirectly um you know, helping a lot of the end users, the people that these coaches would eventually reach and be able to change their lives and impact, you know, in a positive way. Um, I was like, man, they wouldn't have done that if I didn't teach these people this. So it was a really fulfilling job. I loved it. 
Um, but um, because I was operating primarily in like a, a digital medium, right? Like every single one of these coaches that I was helping uh, in this way, they were trying to build these platforms on social media. They're trying to build these brands on social media, these businesses on social media, find clients on social media and build these apps where people would subscribe and all these, you know, all these different angles that you can take as an online coach of, of any capacity. Um, I was just constantly immersed in the shit. You know, I just, I hate social media. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I have a love hate. It's, it's hard to say, but I have a love hate, but I, man, I think it's, I, I am positive that it's had a net negative impact on society. And I think that our culture our our socioeconomic political environment right now in this country is so toxic and i one day i just realized like i think that there's a strong case to be made that it's the internet and primarily social media platforms apps um that is the number one contributor to the toxicity in our social and cultural environment right now and and it just, I just kind of understood it one day. I'm like, all of these things, whether it's social media or the, or the internet, if you just open Safari or you just open, doesn't matter, both, both. They're algorithmic programs, meaning like they have an algorithm that is meant to get to know you and your habits online. And so over time, it's inevitable that every single one of us ends up you know, having sort of an echo chamber of social, social, economic, political ideas, whether it's if you Google fucking whatever you, you Google, the you, know, you Google anything, it's going to that's that's related to those things. It's going to show you stuff that you would normally look at and the top. So or whether you search on social media, you're you're going to scroll through your feed and it's all stuff that you like already look at. And and with people spending more and more and more and more time online, I think that things have gotten so tense in, in, in public because, um, well, really, it's not really in public. It's in this digital realm. Mm -hmm. Because when they're introduced to an idea that, that wouldn't normally be in their algorithm, it's like intolerable to them. Whereas like when we were growing up, I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm 31. And when, when I was growing up, like it was completely normal for you to be friends with people who who believe different things than you did. Like I don't believe in God, you believe in God, you know, or you're you're Jewish and I'm Christian, or you're gay and I'm straight, or whatever it is. It was so fucking normal to be friends with people who didn't believe the same things as you and weren't completely aligned in all. We didn't have to agree. We there was a thing called agree to disagree, and it's fine. And and. I think people nowadays are just incapable of doing that because of the environment, like because the, the amount of time, the quantity of time that we spend on our phone now has gotten so great that that echo chamber becomes your new reality. And then you fucking come out of it and you don't know how to fucking interact with people. You don't know. Um, anyway, so I, I had this. These thoughts and I've been ruminating on it for a long time, and I just felt like there's a huge need, there's a greater need for people to build community in real life right now than uh, there was for what I was currently doing at First Form. And so ultimately I was like, man, I feel, I feel like I'm contributing to something because what I was basically doing is teaching these people online to sell this message that we can build a community online, right? And I'm like, 
I felt I don't I didn't believe my own message anymore because I don't think that that is a thing. Like, I think one of the biggest problems right now is that we've convinced ourselves that interacting with each other through a digital medium is the same. It's like connecting with you right now through Zoom is the same. Oh, we, we could just do it through Zoom because it's it's basically the same as doing it in person. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not the same. You know, like, oh, FaceTiming your mom is not the same as stopping by and saying hello. Like, it's just not. But but we're in this weird spot. And so anyway, I felt like I was contributing to the problem. And so I said, you know, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm a really passion driven person. That's the number one thing that 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 pushes me in one direction or the other. It's just, it's got to feel right to me. And it didn't feel right to keep doing what I was doing, selling this message that like, you know, you could just do this online with a bunch of people that you never met before. And so um, I quit and I didn't even know what I wanted to do at that time. Like I, that coffee company wasn't even there yet. And, um, you know, I just, I just knew, like, I was like, man, I just, I want to, I want to build a community in real life. I kind of told my you know, my, my people there that I, my ex coworkers that, you know, I just want to build a community in real life. And so anyway, the coffee shop came about, I didn't know shit about coffee. Um, <laughs> for, for real, I didn't, I just knew that I, I really liked the environment that coffee, that the old school coffee shops, you know, sort of created. Um, and even in the coffee industry now, what I've seen is like, the whole industry is moving in this transactional sort of Starbucks kind of model where you just grab your coffee and keep it pushing. And I was like, no, I want to like dig my heels in and build the old kind of coffee shop where you go and you hook up to the Wi-Fi and you sit there all fucking day if you want to, you know? So anyway, yeah, that's a more extended version of who I am and where I'm at now. Yeah. That's tough to, I feel like to leave force form too. Cause I, I'm from Missouri too. I'm down kind of where the Springfield area is actually, mm-hmm. but I know how big force form is in the Midwest, especially in this area. So like, I love them. Yeah. They're good dude. Really good yeah, company. Yeah. So Andy's, Andy's like a mentor to me now. So when I left, you know, sort of took some time to like regroup and, um, and just figure out what I wanted to do, get my feet under me. I I did really well there financially. So like I could have, I could have moved, I could have gone anywhere and it just, um, and so, um, then Andy and I like sort of reconnect, actually, we kind of connect right out of the gate. Like he was like, yeah, come over and, you know, smoke a joint. And then now that he's in the cigar, <laughs> hey, come over and smoke a cigar, you know? So, <laughs> but, um, but he's really mentored, he's mentored me through this whole process. And, and I just, man, he's one of the best dudes I've ever met. So honestly, even if first form stuff wasn't, you know, the best, even though I do think it is the best. Um, even if it wasn't, I would still support them just based on the fact that Andy's such a good dude. You know? Yeah. They're good people, like good yeah. people, persons, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very yeah. good with people. It's good that you're kind of building that message of positivity in the St. Louis area too. Cause if you believe social media and you look at the media and you watch the news and there's not a lot of positive stories coming out of the St. Louis area and things like that. So really. to hear, to hear a message of positivity is a really big, I think it's awesome. I think it's a good influence. Is that kind of something that drove you to want to continue to push that message out? Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, it, it didn't really, I love St. Louis. Like it's so funny because I'm not from here and like, I'll talk to people that are from here and they're like, Oh, you know, I can't wait to get out of here. And I'm like, really? Because I've lived in Florida. I've lived in New York. I've lived, I've lived in some nice places and I like it here better, you know, like, I don't know where you think you're going to go. Um, but, 
people are, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. And I'm, I find myself on, often trying to sell people on the city. But um, yeah, I love St. Louis. And I think it has a lot of, a lot of potential. Like I think it has so many, it's a cultural hot, or it's a, it's a creative hot, hotbed. It's a cultural melting pot. It is, um, it, it's very fertile soil from an economic standpoint, because uh, to be honest, it's like 10 years behind New York in everything, you know, like whether that's fashion or whether that's, you know, the the uh, hospitality industry or whatever. It, it's fucking 10 years behind some of these bigger cities. So I think that that presents awesome opportunities to people who are like have an aspirations to get into some of those spaces because you could just go learn it somewhere else and bring it here and just like we're we're like extremely innovative here when really we're just doing basic shit. You know, like everybody's talking about Omen, but we're just doing the basics. Um, so, uh, but I do, I love St. Louis. And so really I wanted to, I wanted to be, have that message and be on that mission regardless of anywhere I go. But, um, but I, I feel particularly good about the fact that I'm doing it here because I do think that all St. Louis needs in order to, to really like blossom as a city is it just needs a culture of like the like the people got to get get behind you know the movement um like i mean we could get into like politics and economy and things like that like i think really from a from a tactical standpoint all it needs is like you know we we just got to be tougher on crime here like if you if you if you just took a harsh on crime approach and i'm not talking like I, i'm not necessarily talking about like nonviolent crimes i'm talking about violent crimes or gun possessions like we if we just got tough on that um i think that alone would would really help st louis blossom um but but i do think that if we can create a culture of like taking care of yourself you know being active and being an active and involved member of your community you know like having each other's backs, understanding that we all live here. So like 95% of what's in my best interest is also in your best interest. You know, there's like that 5% that we might disagree on, but we should get aligned on this 95% right now. You know, so like, this is the type of shit that I think will really help St. Louis. And um, and it's funny because since I've been here and I opened Omen and started preaching this message and all this stuff, Dude, people fucking hate us for it. They hate us for it. No, for real. They've tried to cancel us. So like they've tried to, can they do, they what? still, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I've seen you post that shit on your stories. And then I go look at their, the people that are posting these things and talking shit about you. And I'm like, people have no idea who this guy is. Like I've followed you on Instagram for like a couple of years now. And you've always been one of the coolest people, like just out of responding out of messages and all kinds of shit. And I'm like, this dude gets it like the culture you're talking about and everything like that. That's like, you're building a legit culture there. Yeah. Like that's the one thing we talk about in the gyms is like, if you don't have a culture in the gym, you don't really have anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think branding community culture, I, I think it's everything. Um, I really do. And, and yeah, they, they call us a cult. Like, like in the comments, they're like, yeah, it's, it sounds like a, 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 a fit Christian cult. Like what? I don't and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's just so crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, fucking yeah, they, don't do anything positive because you're <laughs> definitely trying to brainwash people, I guess. And, yeah, mm. it's tough. It's tough. How's the gym going? I have no complaints, but I don't own a gym. I just rent space out of the one I work out of. So oh, got it. Got that's it. still on my to-do list. I haven't checked that one off yet. Oh, you should do it. It's not hard. 
I know. I just have stupid ass debt that I need to get rid of first. Yeah. Honestly, I did it bootstrapping it and it worked. I swear. So like when I opened Mm -hmm. my, when I, I opened my gym right after I came home from prison. So like, I mean, I mean, dude, I had nothing. Like I was restarting from scratch. Like I didn't even have clothes to wear. I had to have people donate, you know, socks and underwear and shit. But like, so I didn't have anything. And I I got a gym. I was stocking shelves at a grocery store. But anyway, I saved up like, I don't even know how much, like 1500 bucks. And then I spent all that money on a set of used kettlebells, used dumbbells, and a used rower, all that I got off Facebook Marketplace. And I... And I was renting this like small, you know, it was legit, like less than 200 square feet, like maybe 150. It was, it was previously a conference, a conference room, but this woman like wasn't using it very much. So she put like little, these cheap, like puzzle piece foam mats on the ground and was just like, fuck it. You can use it. Now it's a fitness studio. (laughs) And so, um, so it was interesting. I, I always say like, I, I don't know. I believe in God. I don't know about you guys. I'm not very, I'm not religious at all, but like, I, I totally have a relationship with, with, with something. And, and anyway, so I always call it God, but like this woman, I was just trying to figure out like how I could make this dream a reality. You got, you guys follow Andy, I think. So he talks about visual visualization a lot. And like, I was just obsessed. Like I saw that I was going to, you know, I just, I'm fresh out of prison. I'm just really highly motivated to do what I wanted to do. Right. And so I'm thinking about it constantly. And this lady just DMS me out of nowhere, right after I bought the stuff saying like, um, um, Hey, I heard you're looking for a place to train your clients. Like, you know, here's my number, shoot me a text. So I shoot her a text. I don't even know how this lady, to this day, I don't know how she found me. And I don't know who she heard that from. But she she's like, yeah, she sends me the address. I show up, it's this little ass place. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not, I train my clients here, but it was all I had. And then she's like, this is what I mean by the grace of God. She says to me, without me even having to explain my financial situation, she's like, hey, and you know what? I know you're just getting started. So, um, you know, for the time being, you could just pay me commission. That way, if you don't, if you don't make any money, you don't owe me anything. And I was like, in my head, like, thank God, because I don't have any damn money. So, um, so anyway, I start training like two clients there. Um, I already had my personal training certification. So I started training like two clients. And like, before I knew it, like less than a year later, I was like in a 3000 square foot, um, you know, studio with, a whole caseload of clients, you know, and it started with just the dumbbells, the stuff off of Facebook marketplace, dude, you could totally, I'm telling you, you could totally do it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I started in my garage, so I totally, yeah. Like, yeah like it's doable, Alex, just buy it, just do it. Just fucking do I, it. I think Nathan, you forget. I started in a fucking park during COVID because everyone was a bunch of pussies. That's there true. Yeah. I did do that. I just upgraded yeah. to a building that has you know, a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment that I don't have to pay for yet. So do you do, do you do? So, oh, so the only way I was able to do it actually was because I, I, I'm a proponent of like functional, functional training, sort of like, like, that's why all I needed was dumbbells, kettlebells. Um, and right. eventually, eventually when I had the 3000 square foot space, I added in a couple squat racks, uh, you know, with barbells, but basically my whole gym was of, like eventually when I got fully stocked at the 3000 square foot space, but it was, 
dumbbells all the way up to a hundred kettlebells up through like one Oh something. And then, um, and then I had two squat racks and then I had three each of a concept two rower ski erg, uh, echo bike and, oh, uh, assault air runners. So like, but like for a gym, that's very minimal. You know, if you, if you right. do bodybuilding style training or whatever, the cost of getting started goes up do, 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 so fast, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. No, I just stumbled into I can rent space at a gym that's super fucking nice and I don't have to deal with any of the headaches. So what's the gym called? It's called Gym Five. It's in Boulder here out in Colorado. But it's like a five thousand square foot facility that's private and it has all kinds of shit in it. So it's like eh, I don't have to really worry about it yet. Yeah, you're right. Especially if the if the you know, whatever they're charging you to to do it is not bad. Fuck it. I mean it's cheaper than it would be to have my own building at the yeah. moment. So that's we'll just yeah, yeah. keep it that way for now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So how did you go from 200 to like, was it just client referrals, 200 to 3000 square feet, just referral after referral? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's a great question. So when I, my, um, my buddy, AJ, he owns a really, uh, I would say it's really big. It's 12,000 square feet and it's a, it's the same model. It's like a personal training gym, like kind of, um, and out in Boston and he's really I mean, he's crushing it and he's a great trainer. And so when I first came home from prison, he was in a smaller building, but still doing the same thing. But I think he was like five years in. So I, I asked him for some advice and um, really the only thing he said to me, this is like, if people ask me what's the best advice I've ever been given, this is what I say. But the only thing he said to me was, you got to treat every client um, like they're your only client and like sort of what it's, a, what it's adapted to for me is tie your success to the success of other people. Okay. So tie your success to the success of other people. So I, I pretty much operated as if the only way that I was going to win was if my client was successful, right? Like, so when I, and it's funny, I, I've explained, I explain this sometimes. So sometimes like I mentioned earlier that I didn't know shit about coffee before I got into this. So I think sometimes ignorance of like how things are done can actually be a huge advantage because you're not playing to the level of the current competition, right? Or, or you know, the standard that everybody that, that already exists. You in your head, you're asking yourself the question: If I if if I were going to do this the way it was supposed to be done, how would it look, right? And so I never had a personal trainer before, so I didn't know that most personal trainers are fucking lazy and they don't do, you know, they do, you know, they, they do the bare minimum for their clients. And I didn't know any of that. Right. And so I'm like thinking, shit, these guys are and girls out here are all doing everything they possibly can to help their clients reach their goals. So like, fuck, man, I got to outwork all of them and get through that and get over this with, with no experience. So I'm like meeting my clients at the fucking grocery store and teaching them how to shop on the perimeter. I'm I'm going over to people's houses, showing them how I meal prep, teach. I'm doing nutrition for free. Like it's it's like I'm doing everything. OK. And as a result, my fucking clients were killing it. So like they were getting good results. I was going above and beyond you know, and it, and it did, it just snowballed very quickly because like, I did that for all of my clients. Like I was just going so hard. And then later I, I like figure out the industry and I'm like, wow, I'm like, I should be charging these people way more. Um, 
But like at that point, I, it had it had already worked out. I didn't really need to charge them more. In fact, I charged I started charging them less, you know, um, because I figured it out. And uh, so it was it was crazy, man. And I, I what I ended up going to was a model that I I am a huge proponent of now because it works so well for me, which is like a what we I used to sell it as semi private. So like I would still like develop programs for all of my clients, like based on their goals, but I would be open with them. Like, Hey, sometimes like, like, here's the deal. A good program is a good program. So if you don't have any like injuries or like, you know, I don't know any areas of focus, um, you might use a program that I've already wrote for somebody else that has the same goal or similar goal in a similar starting spot, you know? So they were, they were okay. So the trade-off was I'd be like, you know, instead of charging you like a one-on-one session, which would be highly, you know, it would be hard to sustain. um, I can charge you much less, um, you know, and just make sure know that there's going to be some other clients in the gym that I'm also watching and giving cues to and stuff. So I would train up to like, in the beginning, I only trained up to three people at a time, but by the end, I had like 20 people in the gym, like, and they know their, they know their stuff. And I'm writing programs for everybody. And so that model worked really well for me. And then this is what, what was fucking crazy is I would charge in the beginning, I would just charge per session and I had packages of sessions that you could buy. I think that's pretty standard, but what I ended up evolving it to what I realized, what I realized is that, well, I realized two things that I think were really groundbreaking for me. One is that is pretty obvious is the, the more clients that I have that get results and the faster that they get results, the more clients I get like that, that, that just seemed like an inevitability because I started realizing that it only took so long before my client, if I keep them on, on, on the wagon before they start getting that, Oh, you look great. What have you been doing? You know, question, right? Like everybody gets that, that makes a change. When you lose 30 pounds, you get that question everywhere you go. Oh my God, you look great. I haven't seen you in a while. What? man what's going and 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 the next thing is oh dude i've been working with this trainer mark man he's been fucking killing you know he's he's killing it and so um so that was one thing and then the other thing was that if i could make fitness fun for them like i had to like i had to like put the i had to actually i i prioritized that i put the results on the back burner and i said man if i can make this easy and enjoyable for them they will come more often. And if they come more often, they'll get results faster. And so then finally, I had this one client who had paid me like close to $1,000 one month just to come because she was really committed and she wants to come often. And it put me in a in an ethical you know bind because I knew this girl was like overextending financially. She was dumping everything into it. And like, really, I didn't need to charge her that much. Like it just, but it was just the number of sessions had added up so much. And so it got me thinking about a way to do to do a model differently. And what I ended up doing was you could either pay per session or you I had a two hundred dollars a month unlimited visits. Um, And just because of the size of my clientele, like I was able to do that. And that worked really, really well, because then they came more and they got to and and the semi private model got all of my clients, it gave them all an opportunity to get to know each other and, and like, feel like they were kind of working on something together. So it had the camaraderie, it had the making it easy and enjoyable. And, uh, and then finally, when the price point came down and I just offered that unlimited package to come and see me as, as often as you want, 
Um, man, that, that was great. And, and it created a recurring revenue for me every month that I like kind of knew was there like clockwork rather than before, like having to sell packages every month. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was, it was cool. That, that was one thing that helped me a lot. Sounds like the conversation we had earlier, Alex, about the free stuff in the group chat, we were talking to people, just give your stuff away and do a really good job and show people that you care. And yeah, like it's the fucking drug dealer mentality, dude. If it's good and you give them a taste for free, they'll be back for more. Yeah, that's a fact. I, I actually just had this conversation recently with a, a young guy in the in the area asked me if I would mentor him. And so I had a meeting with him and he was like, you know, what should I do? He's trying to start this business, this dog training business. And I exactly what I said to him was like, bro, you need to go and train as many people's dogs for free as you possibly can right now. Like you just need to ask you. Matter of fact, I got a dog. I'm going to let me know when you can pick him up. You need to train his ass. <laughs> uh, but no, 100 percent, 100 percent. I'm a huge proponent of, you know, just you're basically just buying your customers, you know, like it's, it's what happens. Like I, I used to think of it when um, when I had the gym, I would tell them like, hey you know, tell anybody that their first, their first session's free. And um, yeah, their first session's free. Oh, no, 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 no. I had a referral policy. And the referral policy was, if you send me a client that signs up with me for to just come for one month, then I'll give you any amount of any anything for you that you want for free uh, for a month. So I'll basically buy you a month. And the, the reason why I only gave them credit for referrals that came for a month rather than for one free session um, was because I was basically betting on myself that if they come for one month, then that's that's on you. Now it's on me whether they come back after that. Right. And so. Um, so, yeah, just give me uh, basically you got to be willing to give stuff away for free and buy yourself a chance. And if you buy yourself a chance, you're betting on yourself that you're going to do such a good job that they're going to come back no matter what or the product's so good. Sounds familiar, Alex. <laughs> what, you mean like my fucking referral program? You yeah. give me I'll train you for free for the rest of your whatever you want? I don't care. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. That's Someone told me that was a bad business model. I'm like, well, with the prices I charge now, it's definitely not. So let's get, not, yeah. give me these people. It's fine. No, buy them. Buy them. Buy, yeah. buy the chance. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you got to hustle for those things. People don't get that. It's a, they want to get, you know, it's, what is it? You get more with honey than you do vinegar. Oh, 100%. That's the saying. Yep. Yep. We need to throw this episode in the group chat ASAP because we'll just answer all the questions they just asked. Just like, here you really? go. Watch this episode. Well, listen to Mark. He's smart. <laughs> they don't watch our episodes. It's fun. Nah, that's true. They haven't made it this far. Like 10 in. <laughs> like, eh. We have some really cool Mark, guests. I wanted too. to ask you about the, the men's group you started because I thought that was a really fucking sweet idea. And like for like Nathan and I, for example, we obviously want to create a culture at some point in time. Like, what do you think? Like good building blocks creating something like that because it seems like you had pretty good success pretty quickly with that yeah i don't know man i don't have i don't have the secret sauce on that one you just got to do it and i don't think that anybody can do it that sounds fucking that sounds kind of bad but i just i've thought about this a lot i don't you could they could i don't know if anybody could lead it anybody could do it anybody could put it together but i don't know if just anybody could lead it and that's the that's the it, it's interesting how everything that i've ever done in my life including the bad times the hard times but also my career has led me to this point where now i'm utilizing i can see now that i'm utilizing things that i picked up in different places 
And that's what has enabled me to run a, a good group. Um, like I used to, I used to lead NA and AA meetings in, in prison, for example. So like I, I pulled a lot of like the format and the things that, that worked well from that. And then I also used to be like an instructor. I, I taught a, a course, a 12 week course in, in prison. And so I've, I've sort of stood in front of big groups of really the hardened criminals. You know, I've, I've stood in front of the toughest of crowds um, and had to like keep people engaged and keep a conversation going. And then, and then at first form, I did a lot of um, like coaching sort of mentoring. And then also I would host these zoom calls with like 150 people on them, you know? And so I just, I've had so much practice in that, that it has helped me a lot and the group is going really well, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give out the format that I use because I do think the format makes it a lot easier for anybody to step into it and just, you know, see if they can put it together. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to put together a Zoom call where I, you know, anybody that's interested in learning the format, I'll just walk them through it, walk them through how I structure the meetings. And I hope that more of them pop up around the country. It's just, you know, it's, it takes a lot of planning. It takes a it, I don't know. Somebody that anybody that does it has to be really passionate about it. They really do because it does. It you could easily show up to a meeting and like not have a topic and it just be like, you know, I, I feel the pressure every time those guys come because I'm like, man, they just gave me 90 minutes of their of their time. You know, I want to make sure that this group is 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 worth the squeeze. You know, so um, yeah, it's it's been really cool. But I don't know that there's a secret sauce. I think the secret sauce is you just got to really want to to bring something like that to life um and 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 yeah and be willing to learn and be uncomfortable man that's that's a big one people don't want to be uncomfortable we find that a lot in the world that we live in people don't want to step outside or come to the gym or try something new that might help their quality of life which it sounds like yeah. something that you're putting together is like i'm gonna in I just feel like being around you, Mark, is going to enhance the quality of life, like the energy that you give off and the the enthusiasm well, that you give off. It's 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 a very man. That's a that's a trait that a lot of people need in this world. People like you to kind of bring them along. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I don't know. They seem to trust me, you know, like they'll trust they'll follow they'll follow um you know, which implies that they they trust that I'm 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 going in the right direction. I don't fucking know. But, um, dude, it is, uh, that's the other thing that's hard about the group is you got to sell it. you got to like, you got to like, like, you know how many fucking people ask me, Oh, what's the men's group about? What do you guys talk about in there? Like motherfucker just come out of fucking, you know, there's, it, it's, I don't know, you know? Um, so that you got to <laughs> sell these people to come for the first time. Um, and that was really hard for me in the beginning. Cause like, I wanted, there's a million different things I could say in, in response to that question. You just entice them with the free coffee. Is that what you started with? No, nah, we don't give, we don't give you free shit. <laughs> it's a free group. I'm giving you my time for free. People, um, yeah, people no don't, they don't understand <laughs> yeah. the time thing. They're just like, it. they don't really understand the time thing. Time's not free. Not at all. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I, mean, I would, there's literally no other thing I would rather be doing, but um, so, so it's a good investment of time for me, but, um, but no, I, 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 and I do give them free shit. I'm, I'm lying. I'm soft. I, I gave them, uh, I gave them all journals, like custom journals in the beginning. Um, and then, um, 
I gave them, I give them cigars. I always give them fucking cigars, which cigars ain't cheap. Um, yeah, yeah. Not the good ones. The good ones aren't cheap. No, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, I give them. I give them relatively good ones though. Romeo and Julieta. Um, I just fucking hate them. Ugh. Somebody bought me. Somebody bought me a whole box of Romeo and Julieta, and I, it's like, so if you're gonna spend, I don't even know how much. It's a couple hundred dollar box. I'm like, ah. Oh. Just ask me first, man. I I, I could have got just a cheaper cigar that I like better. Uh, so I, I don't like that cigar. So um, <laughs> now I give them to the group. <laughs> that's, that's what I was about to say. You just turn right around and give them back. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Do <laughs> uh, oh. you guys smoke cigars? Periodically. Yeah, I'm a cigar guy now. I don't know. It's it's freaking it's got me i really like these uh my buddy owns a company called vita nova um and um yeah i, I really like his i like uh my celebratory cigar now if any time if i ever have something to celebrate i'm smoking the uh the padrone presidente oh dude great stick if you never had it gotta try it add that to the list add it Seriously. The last time I tried to smoke a cigar, I inhaled, and well, you you could imagine how bad that went for me. Yeah, you probably threw up. Ugh. Oh, I did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you uh, do. Yeah, yeah. That's What's the secret for cigar smoking for people? Used to that... smoking weed, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yes. Me too. I, I I am too. Honestly, yeah. I'm a I'm a long time weed smoker. Cigars actually was the re. I don't want to say the reason, but when I got into cigars, it was because I was trying to quit smoking weed, and I'm like. And I had like the enough, you know, I need to like smoke, like I need something to smoke, but that didn't last long. Now I still smoke weed and I smoke cigars. It's not good. You know, whatever, whatever works. You also advertise those gummies you take all the time. What are those? Oh, those are, those are amazing. Um, yeah, those are amazing. They're called serenity gummies. They're just basically a microdose of THC. Uh, I think they're like 25 milligram CBD. So it's just basically something that, but there's other stuff too, like lion's mane, mushrooms. Like it's a, it's an assortment of natural ingredients that uh, help you just uh, turn off your brain at the end of the day. Um, I like those. And I've been taking these other things too. These, um, what the fuck are they called? Rise, Rise. They're by a company called Cured. Um, they're just capsules, but they're mostly lion's mane mushroom uh, with a little bit of CBD and they're like, dude, they're fucking amazing, honestly. So Gr Grace used to call them natural Adderall. Um, and I I just, I, for real, I tried them in the beginning. When we first tried them, I didn't like them because I would take them in the morning. Well, now I know why I didn't like them. But anyway, so I, I, didn't, I, I didn't like them because I would take them in the morning. But in the morning, my brain is like on go. Like I'm a morning person. Like my brain is operating at its peak in the morning. So I took these things for like brain focus and you know whatever and it and i didn't notice anything so i was like oh i don't really you know like these right so eventually when i circled back i started taking them like i always reach like i crash sort of around like one or two um especially if i'm in the shop all morning like talking to customers and so i would start to i tried taking them around that time when i would typically crash and i felt fucking amazing so now i love them and i and I rave about them to everybody I know, even more than the Serenity gummies. I like the uh, the Rise caps, so they're amazing and they're caffeine free. But they just get uh, the way I explain it to people is it just recharges your social battery, like it 
Like, I don't know when I feel like I don't want to talk to anybody else for the rest of the day, it gets me back in the mood to like, all right, I'm going to Eat call some them. of these ASAP. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The social battery goes down. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, you're, see you're, you guys right. later. I'm good. Have yeah. a good one. Yeah. As a trainer, you definitely need that. You definitely go through it. Yeah. It's good that you don't just keep reaching for the coffee either. That's got to be a little tempting, right? Or do you, how much coffee do you uh, drink a day? No, uh, no, I drink a good amount. I, you know, I'm actually really good about coffee now. Like when I, I have been bad. I have been bad. I've been like a gram of caffeine a day. Um, which for anybody listening that doesn't know how much that is, it's measured in milligrams. So that's a thousand milligrams, which is a several <laughs> energy drinks, pots of coffee, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, but, um, but. Uh, now I really only drink about like, I would say like, like three cups of coffee a day, like, which is, I don't drink any energy drinks. I don't drink any. And sometimes I drink like one or two cups of coffee and then one cup of tea. So, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good in the afternoons. The only thing I take is, um, most of the time is those rise caps and I don't, I don't even need more coffee. Plus, I'm back on 75 hard, so I'm drinking water all fucking day. <laughs> Peeing 47 times. How many days in are you? Eight. But I'm actually far in because I had started a while back. I, um, Grace failed, so then I quit, which was dumb. <laughs> so, so then we got through like Thanksgiving and stuff. Then I started again, forgot to take my photo, so started again. So I've been doing it for a while, but... Um, I'm on day eight right now. <laughs> Speaking of doing crazy shit, didn't you do like some crazy endurance running thing for fucking oh, yeah. like 24 for, hours or some shit? Yeah, I signed up for an ultra marathon, a 24-hour race, and I won. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I just first ever ultra show up. I'm 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 on 75 hard. I woke up. The race starts at 8 a.m. I woke up at 5 a.m. to get my first workout in at my hotel and then went and started the race. And fucking first ultra and won 123 miles in 24 hours. <laughs> How was that for an experience? Bro, it was amazing. It was fucking amazing. It was so cool. Like people need to do shit like that. It was so cool. It was. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it, How the it, fuck did you win? Like what? Yeah. I don't know. Dude, I, I tell people, I think it was all mental. My biggest takeaway, my biggest takeaway was that the 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 dialogue that you allow to take place in your head matters more than, and you even have to have one it's not about what you allow you have to proactively put thoughts in your own head um and the whole day all i did was kept saying to myself like i didn't even listen to music i didn't even like podcast book nothing and i'm like the whole day i'm like you're st you're strong you're steady you're fresh you're strong you're steady and then every time like cuz after like the first 10 miles or so you start to see people like their gait changes a little bit or like they're favoring a side or something and every time i would see even the smallest tweak i would be like oh that's a kink in their armor like i don't have any kinks in my armor i'm like and then i would say you're strong you're steady you're fresh and it was cool because i swear i swear like and mind you i'm on the animal-based diet i all i can eat is fucking meat dairy fruit and raw honey like that's it and so no grains no so i'm like trying to follow this diet and, and all i was drinking all day was like water with honey and salt 
and lemon in it. And then I would eat bananas for potassium. That's how I'd get my sodium. Then I'd get bananas for potassium. And then I would, as a snack, have watermelon cubes with salt on them. Um, but that's like basically all I was eating all day. Um, but then like 70 miles in, I'm saying you're strong, you're steady, you're fresh. This woman at the concession stand asked me, oh, did you just start? You look fresh. And I'm like, oh, my girl, you know, like it was just like confirmation <laughs> for me. My, I am fucking fresh. Um, and uh, dude, yeah. And I think I mentally, I think I mentally defeated my, my, the two people that were really like competitive with me. One of them is like, I didn't even realize, but he's like a, he's like a guy. He's like a guy that's known in the, in the ultra and, you know, community. Um, but I think I fucked with them mentally because like 60 miles in the, the third place was a girl and she was like oh it's your first race huh and i'm like yeah and she's like oh how are you feeling and i was like i feel fucking amazing but i knew she wasn't feeling amazing at that point so yeah yeah, yeah it was crazy it just <laughs> psychological warfare on these poor it people was. it was <laughs> yeah i was i was listening to too much chad right before i went yeah just just destroying them 60 miles in and he's just destroying them oh yeah Oh yeah, I was going hard, bro. That's awesome. How did you feel at the end? Oh, I felt great. I wow. felt great. No, actually, you know what? Yeah, what I were the, what were the next days felt, like? Yeah, I felt great about how it went. Um, but physically, I've never felt that bad in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, physically, I've never felt that bad in my life. I um, I've I I have a I have a forerunner, so. Fortunately, my friend was out there because I drove myself out there. And fortunately, my friend was out there watching. He had he had ridden out with some other friends. And so he was free to drive my car back because there was there was no way I was going. Home. Uh, and so on my forerunner, I put all the seats, both rows of seats down. And it, so it was flat in the back. And I just laid down in the back of the forerunner. And, uh, man, I felt so bad. I just felt, I felt so bad. I slept, I slept on and off the whole ride back. It was four and a half hour drive. Um, but like physically I was fucked up. Yeah. The next day I was fine though. Next day I was fine. I think I ran the next day. Yeah. I went for a jog. Yeah. Just a freak. So anyone who's like good at something, just imagine there's some dude out there who will come off the couch and whoop your ass because he's got a better <laughs> mindset than you. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> no, mindset is really everything. It really is. But honestly, I've been training, you know, the way that I train, and this is why I'm a proponent of functional style training is that I train not, I try, I try to push aesthetics entirely to the side and train for optimal health and function. Like, and, and like, and the other thing that I like, that I, how I articulate my training philosophy is I want to be physically prepared for literally anything that life could throw at me. Like, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm physically unable to show up the way that the, the moment requires. Right. And so when you do that and you do it genuinely, you can't leave any stone unturned. Like you gotta, you gotta swim. You gotta run. You gotta be strong. So you gotta train for strength. You gotta train for you know endurance. You've got, you've gotta hit every every single angle. Um, and I've had that training philosophy for probably like eight years now. And I'm and I'm like real serious about it. Like I, I when I think of something that I'm not good at, I'm like fuck it. Okay, I'm gonna get into that. Um, 
And it was because I used to train for aesthetics. Like I used to do like bodybuilding style training and it, and it, and it led me down a dark hole of like self-image, you know, uh, body dysmorphia, like even bad relationship with food. Um, so like in order to like sort of get myself in a better headspace, I had to just focus a hundred percent on like the practicality of fitness. And so now I think like, I'm just, because I've been doing that for eight years, I'm, I'm, I, I really don't have many holes in my bucket from a physical standpoint, you know, anymore. It's really, it's really cool. Honestly, that's, that's, that's the prize. <laughs> yeah. I would say there's very limited holes. If you can go run a hundred miles off the couch. That's impressive. Oh yeah. So what's, uh, what's next for Omen coffee? Like what's your next steps? Like, what are you, what do you got in the works? You probably don't want to share everything obviously, but what's kind of the next step in your career or, or your life or in general, what's, what's going on over there? Well, we are, um, yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to omens. I got omens really going to be, um, sort of provide the experience that it's currently providing right now for like another couple years. I think we, um, like ultimately I'm going to build, I'm going to build a coffee shop. That's like my ideal coffee shop. And, um, and like, I, I'm already working on this honestly, but, um, the idea eventually will be like sort of this just HQ that has several different components that like, okay, the current coffee shop that I'm working on is, um, it's massive and it has everything I need. It'll have a, my, it'll, it'll have a whole, a, a sort of elevated experience in the coffee shop, if you will. What's up, brother? Yeah. Give me a couple minutes and then I'll, yeah. Um, it'll have an elevated uh, experience in the coffee shop itself, but then above it, we'll have an event space because currently we have the men's group. We have the women's group. We host Omen socials, these events for like just members of our community. They're basically like, the, a play on like a neighborhood barbecue, right? But uh, for grownups. And so we do that, we do those. And so I'm going to have a, a big event space where I, where I can continue to host the men's groups, the women's groups, um, and then also uh, little markets and stuff. Like sometimes we like to help other local St. Louis businesses and we'll let them like set up and sort of like cherry pick from our, our customer base. Um, so we'll have an event space, but in the front we'll have um, like a, like an invite only sort of like a members only lounge where um uh, think cigar lounge right where you have where you have to be a member at some of these high-end spots in order to go in and have guests and stuff um but i want it in the day to be more of like a meeting place conference working space because we we're in our men's group in particular we're starting to have like we're attracting a certain fly if you will and these guys are fucking savages. Like I'm like, I'm not the savage. We, I got, I got young guns in my men's group and like a lot of them that are just killing it. And I'm like thinking to myself, okay, all these guys are, are influential in their own social circles because they're doers, they're leaders. Right. So it's, it's to my benefit to keep people like that around. So I'm like actually going to build a whole space just for people like that, that are just crushing it. And they're, and they, they embody what, you know, sort of the lifestyle that I try to encourage people to live. Um, they're a good representation of like our community. So 
I want to have a space just for them and cater cater to them so that they can have their meetings there. They can, you know, um, whatever, if they're, if they're whining and dining a potential client or whatever, they, they have a space that's really nice and that they can call their own and that we can call our own. So I'm going to do that. And then, and then the building attached to it, I might, uh, I might be revisiting my past because I'm going to, I'm going to build a fitness studio. It's attached to it. Um, so not only will like, you know, we'll, 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 we'll revisit some things that we did. So it's going to be fucking sick because I'm trying to build this. I'm trying to build this community that lives a certain life. And and if, if we can, you know, really lead people to water and help them get started and, you know, all this stuff, I, I think that I'm building the perfect space to do that, to house it. And because the buildings are attached and there's actually a third building that's attached as well that I have plans for, but that's, that's further out. But it's a it's a half of a block, but they're all attached. And I'm essentially trying to build like a beehive of like positive, healthy energy, you know, and outside of that, I'm just going to focus 100 percent on my community, on the people that, you know, that choose to give us a chance and that come by and then anybody, the door's open to everybody. But out, what's happening outside of that fucking beehive? I don't got nothing to do with that. And I don't care. You know, I'm just going to be focused. So. We've got another close to two years, 20 something months here in this facility. So for the next two years, my project right now is like, you know, sort of building Omen's home, if you will. Yeah, it's going to be sick. It's going to be so sick. I'm going to say, dude, sign me up for this cult. I'm, I'm moving. Fuck, yeah, I'm moving. All these people are saying St. Louis, <laughs> it is, I guess. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so sick, dude. Our community is going to be so fun. I mean, dude, it's going to be fucking amazing and our community is already so cool like it's so cool so um it's cool though because it's cool that there's time that needs to pass and that it takes time to do those things because you know it's going to take time for some of the seeds that we've already planted to grow right like this health and fitness being a part of our culture is a seed that we've just planted and like yeah we have the run group we have a we have a yoga group you know um we um if you ever want a powerlifting team, bro, let me know. No, but we, <laughs> like... but we have these elements that show that we support a healthy lifestyle, right? But that needs to blossom so that the gym makes sense when, when by the time we introduce it. So, yeah, it's just a, there's a lot of things, a lot of a lot of moving parts, um, and it's cool because for the first time in my life, I'm sort of, you know, like I, I think of everything as like playing chess, right? And so I'm making moves and decisions and investing in things that literally nobody's even going to see for two years, you know, like it's, that's the, and then you're, you've got these, you know, the men's group, the women's group, and you have to anticipate two years from now, what are they going to look like? And, and then make decisions in your business that whole, you're hoping that you understand how this thing is going to grow or not grow and that you're planning accordingly because, you know, you could end up with, um, you know, investing a bunch of money in something that will house that thing. So like the gym, for example, like I got to make sure that our community embraces health and fitness over the next two years, because otherwise the gym doesn't make sense. And I'm going to, the whole concept is to be able to, you know, when you're in a business, I love thinking of about business in this way. Like, this is why I'm so big on community. Cause once you build a community, you can almost sell those people an infinite number of things. Like, and the way that I think about business, because I'm ethical is that everything that I do, I want it to contribute to people's lives in a positive way. I think I said that the first thing I said when I fucking got on here, right? 
So that's everything I want to do is contribute to people. So if I can just think of other ways to contribute to their life in a positive way, the business is going to keep growing, but also like our potential impact is going to grow and, and, the, and the quality of those people's lives is going to continue to improve. So that's where I get a gym from, right? It's like, man, so I want to be able to build this community, get them to embrace health and fitness, and then sell them memberships to the gym that's right there and grow the business, but also, you know, be a part in that positive lifestyle change for them. You know, does that make sense? So it's it first time I'm ever, I'm playing a game at this level that it, it's really fun. It's really fun. Kind of scary. But. What, what part of St. Louis exactly are you guys in? I'm in Midtown. That's another part. Midtown, that's another, yeah. That's another moving piece. It's like Midtown just started to get better. Like yeah. it just, people just started to invest in it because the soccer stadium is here. And, you know, like that's a gamble. That's a roll of the fucking dice. I'm in Midtown. Who's to say that three years from now, anybody's going to even want to come to Midtown, you know, because it's it's like on the, the fence like that, you know? So, yeah, it's just uh, it's an interesting game. It's an interesting game. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. How, how fast has that area grown? I mean, like you said with the soccer stadium, things like that. Are there a lot of people moving into that area too? A lot of investors coming in? hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, there's so much money being dumped into Midtown right now. hundred percent. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's awesome. Good to see. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I'm not a Cardinals fan by any means, but you know, all the, all the Cardinals fans can't be too bad for that area either. Yeah, no, they're definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Alex, you got anything? I don't think so at the moment. I'm just sitting here listening to Mark. This is great. Yeah, just give him a mic and let him go. You're, you're, yeah. It's uh, awesome. It's awesome, dude, what you guys are doing. that's I'm like sitting here trying to think of that community in my head. I'm like envisioning it, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a place I want to live. Yeah, you told me on St. Louis, and I don't have anything to do with Missouri. So I'm telling you, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. But, dude, I appreciate you guys having me on. I really do. It's always good. Yeah, always thanks good. for coming on, man. That was cool. Hell yeah. Um. Where can I find the? Or do you guys publish these right away? Where can I find the show? Yeah, we'll. Yeah, it'll be on. Go ahead, Nathan. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be up today. I'll have a link on Spotify, and then we'll send you a tag. We'll tag you in the Instagram, um, yeah. real or the the Instagram story. Also, if you want a copy of it, just send me a message, and I can send you the the clip if you want to make in any kind of thing out of it or any of that. We'll link all your just like we'll link your socials in the description. So. If you want to plug yourself real quick or tell people where they can find you or where they where they need to uh, find these yeah, people they, need to find you. They just got to follow Omen Coffee Co. Follow Omen Coffee Co. on Instagram. I manage the Instagram account. So um, if you want, you can just shoot me a DM there. But yeah, that's really the only place I'm trying to spend my time on social media these days. Yeah, we get that. Cool. Yeah. Well, Mark, thank uh, you so much. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Thank you for your time. That was freaking fantastic. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Sounds good, Thanks, dude. Mark.